Yeah. A little bit later than usual, Slee, but still Why, what a happened? What fantastic happened? opportunity to do a Travis and Slee here on a Wednesday night, getting ready for the draft, post-Lakers, post-Dodgers. There's a lot going on right now, Slee. Let me know when you want me to break down Alex Lynn's box score from tonight's <laughs> game, and I could easily get a full segment out of it. Full segment. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you could. <laughs> I uh, Look, the Lakers lost, and... Uh, I mean, I want to try to make it into something. I want to try to find a reason I could do to it. care. I could do it. I, well, I know you can. I, I just don't. I, I just – LeBron's not there, right? And, and you just – I'm watching the, I'm watching the game tonight, Slee, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing Anthony Davis kind of play okay, and then he got going a little bit at the end. And it's it's he, he's Anthony Davis. He's a good player. But I'm watching it going, no, he's not He's not that guy. And, 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 it's, and I'm not saying he hmm. can never be that guy. I'm saying right now – He's not healthy. He's not himself. He's not, you know, back at full speed. And you're watching these games going, this is not the team that's going to be playing in two weeks. So it's very hard to try to pull things out of it. At least it is for me. I disagree. Disagree here, Trav. Trav, they got a, they got a good enough team there. I mean, there's enough talent there to beat the Washington. Why did they lose to Washington? There's enough talent there to not lose, to not give up 116 points to the Wizards. And I, I think that's the point that I'm trying to make. I had a couple really good callers during the postgame show. Um, that kind of scared me a little bit. I'm like, maybe they will replace my position at some point, okay? Uh, Trav, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm listening to them, and, you know, here's the reality. Reality is there's no panic, but you're disappointed that the Lakers are 1-3 and three in their last four games. You're disappointed that they lost those two against the Dallas. You're disappointed that it took them a fourth-quarter run to beat Orlando, and then in this game against Washington, kind of were never in the game after that, you know, second quarter. It's like you, you always felt yeah. like they were down double digits. That... Is the world going to end? It's not. It's almost the equivalent of you know seeing some of these Dodger losses lately. Okay, the world's not going to end, but you're still disappointed in your squad. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's disappointment for me as it is. And, and look, I'm going to say something that's probably not going to be super popular. It's disinterest. It's like watching the JV. And it's like watching a, a movie with the understudies in it. Like it's they're like, it's disinterested not... or you're disinterested. Oh, yes. <laughs> but they both. can't. They can't be it, disinterested. Why would they be disinterested? I I don't know. I I can't answer that for them. I I think that they've played hard most nights. I mm-hmm. think that they have competed really well. We talked about this. I don't know if it was in the last show or a couple of shows ago, but I think that Frank Vogel deserves a lot of credit for getting them invested in these games night after night after night. But. I just I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, he's not going to be out there very much. He's going to play a limited role. The one thing I've seen in this, especially tonight, I thought was pretty good, was the combination of Drummond and Anthony Davis together. That's that's intriguing to me. I think there's some things there that you probably will see. Now, you know, we, I know that uh, Frank Vogel was talking about this afterwards that some of their best lineups came with one of the centers last year, whether it was Dwight or JaVale sure. and AD on the court at the same time. And you get a little bit of a sense of that tonight. Not Listen, the Drummond part, I like Drummond. I mean, think about how the Lakers got Andre Drummond. It, they didn't go out there and pay for him and for a four-year deal. They didn't go – Right. they literally got Andre Drummond. If you would have said uh, coming into the season, hey, um, towards the end of the season, Andre Drummond's just going to kind of slide right into the roster – and he'll he'll put up like like tonight is a good example. He put up what do you have seventeen and eleven. He'll give you twelve and twelve a night, and you won't even think about it. Like you'll just look at the box score and say, "Oh yeah, twelve and 12. That's what he does. That's just what he does, right? So yeah. I th- I do think that combination with AD is uh, obviously it's going to be great. It will only get better. Um, don't know how they gave up one hundred and sixteen points. By the way, Trev, Russell Westbrook. 
another 18, 18, and 14. Okay? I know. I think if you take my career in high school, okay, my entire career in high school, <laughs> I think I didn't have a triple-double combined. Okay, so Every game for <laughs> the course of the entire thing. The dude has 106, what is he up to, 176 triple-doubles, I think. Triple He's five doubles, off yeah. of Oscar Robertson for most all-time. Are we just not oh, yeah, appreciating? Right are we that. just not appreciating what Russell Westbrook, what Russell Westbrook is doing, or um, um, or is there more to it? I, I think there's a little bit more to it. I think that he's fun to watch most of the time. I think that there are some nights where he's just so out of control that it's it's a little bit of a tougher watch. He has not been on a really really good team since several years ago in Oklahoma City when KD left um, him at the and, altar. Well, I don't know so much if Katie left him at the altar as if Katie realized he didn't want to be married to that guy anymore. It was like, you know what? I, you know what? I can leave and it's all cool. Yeah, uh, I, I'm good with watching this guy jump, uh, take off 25 footers that are hitting the rim at about 600 miles an hour. I think I'm okay with that. I Because, look, as good as Russell Westbrook is, there's not a person on earth that doesn't think that Kevin Durant's better than him, So, except for Russell Westbrook. So he decided to move on from that. I, he's, he's really good. I think he's probably one of those guys that can be a really fun player to watch night in and night out. And if Russell Westbrook is the best player on your team, you are going nowhere. Hey, I mean, Absolutely listen, nowhere. Listen, there, there's you could pretty much say that about 90% of the players in the NBA. True. But the way you just described Russell Westbrook, Trav, that's the part that's unfortunate because I think a lot of people feel that way. And, and listen, you could sit back here and you can say that he clanks his three pointers going 140 miles per hour off the uh, off the backboard. You could say all that, but the dude just 14 assists. That's special. 18 rebounds as a guard. That's special. Averaging 11 rebounds and 11 assists a night. That's special. It is. It's special stats. It's not special wins. It's not special. It's not particularly fun to watch. I, I, just, I don't know. I just I, – he doesn't really move the needle for me. Like, there, there are certain guys that are really good players, right? Mm-hmm. And Russell Westbrook falls into this category. James Harden falls into this category. They're really good players that I get no pleasure watching. Like, I'd much rather watch Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and LeBron and Alex and Lynn. Luka, Alex and, Lynn. And, and Alex Lynn, yep. of course, and mm-hmm. all of those sorts of guys. Like Russell Westbrook is, yeah, you look at the stat lines, you're like, okay, fine. And then you watch, it's like, eh. I don't know. I just really wasn't moved by watching Russell Westbrook tonight. It was fine. It was a good performance. He was the best player on the court tonight. Yeah, I'm not. But, oh, I'm, so what? Whatever I'm trying to sell you is not happening. So I'm going to no, stop you. Yeah, no, gonna, not so much. I'm going to move on I, to, the I next, will say this. Uh, to the next uh, door. I heard the uh, one of the callers at the end when you were talking about the matchup in the playoffs, and I, I was more um, of the opinion that, look, whoever they play, they're going to have to play them eventually, right? Whether they play the Clippers in the conference finals or in the first round, they're going to have to beat them. Yep. Same thing with the Nuggets and same thing with the Jazz or the Suns or whoever the seedings ultimately break down. You're going to have to go through and beat some pretty good teams. Um, and I think I still feel like that. But the problem is, is the less time LeBron has to come back mm-hmm. and just kind of find like, – I don't want LeBron to play four or five games and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a pitched first-round battle against the Clippers, like the Clippers where he's only played five games in the last two months. As much faith as I have in LeBron and it's as much faith as you can have in any athlete, it's a pretty tall – it's a pretty big ask of him. Listen, I, uh, I was – barking all over the radio for the last couple of weeks. Hey, the standings don't matter. It's not a big deal. Nothing to worry about. I mean, that's what I was doing. I was saying, okay, they're in a playing tournament. Who cares? I've changed my tune. 
I definitely have changed my tune over the last week or so when Anthony Davis came back. First of all, I changed my tune because a number of reasons. Um, you could potentially play Denver in the first round. You're in that slot where Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray is an incredible difference to that team. That's number one. Number two, like you just mentioned, don't you want a little ramp up time before you got to face the Clippers or the Jazz or the? I mean, don't you want to get five, six, seven games, or let's say five games in the first round, six games at most, and then casually go on to the Jazz or the the Clippers or something along those lines? Yeah, look, if they were playing Memphis or even Portland or yeah, who cares? The, the Dallas. Warriors. Dallas, one of these teams that they they can they can use that series to kind of figure out where they are. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing the Clippers or the Nuggets, that you, you need to need to go out there and win those games. There's not a lot of figure it out time. And some of these guys that we're talking about, whether it's 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 Drummond or McLemore, those are some guys that have not played with LeBron before, or at least not in a very long time. And now all of a sudden, you're going to ask them to play really important games with your best player. It's it's not nothing. Well, what, what's crazy too is after. I was running my mouth during the post-game show. I look at the scores, and here I am saying, you know, you want to stay in that number five slot. And what I didn't realize is, what are the Clippers at right now? They're losing to the Suns tonight. Okay, they're, they're down 10. So let's say they lose this game. Mm-hmm. Denver just won. They just beat the Pelicans. So it means, that, it means that they have the same amount of losses. So really, at the end of the day, we could sit here and banter and do our sports talk radio thing and what we prefer, what we don't prefer. It could be Lakers Clippers in the first round, no matter what the Lakers do. That yeah, that that right. could be the case. I mean, and by the way, if it does happen, which would be the first time in both franchises' history that they face each other in the playoffs, um, then maybe it was just meant to be. <laughs> Let's just go figure it out. Yeah, look, I'm not worried about it, but it would. First of all, I want it to be for something. You know what I mean? Because look, it, like, can I give you the worst case scenario? Can I give you the very worst case scenario? I think I, I think you don't even have to explain it to me. I think I can already get what you're saying. It's they play each other in the first round. <laughs> the Clippers beat the Lakers and then they lose in the next round. That's the worst case scenario. That that would be very like that could very happen. Of course it very could. Much of course it could. That would be the most Clipper thing ever because you know they'd walk around like they did something, uh-huh. which they really didn't. But then you know that they would absolutely do what they've done from the beginning of time you know man crawled out of the sludge onto dry land and then the Clippers started losing in the second round that's that was the order of events I think it's in the bible I haven't read it in a while but I think that's in there and and that that's the way that these things would go so even if they beat the Lakers they'd think that beating the Lakers with LeBron you know basically on one leg or whatever it is it's going to look because something like that's going to have to happen if LeBron is at full speed and AD's at full speed I just don't see him losing but if something isn't right in that world, they could they could drop that series. Well, I, listen, I don't think it's crazy to say Lakers Clippers are the two best teams in the Western Conference. I really don't. I, I think people are. It's funny. I was listening to Kendrick Perkins was on the Kellerman show, and he said without hesitation, Clippers are the best team in the Western Conference. And he started going down the list. Look, you added Rondo, and you got another champion with Sergi Baca, and you added this and that. He just kind of went down the list before he mentioned Kawhi and Paul. Jo- and I I don't go that far, but. Utah and the Phoenix Suns have the two best records in the NBA. You want to know why, Trav? Because LeBron hasn't been playing. Because they've been the healthiest teams the (laughs) entire time. Doesn't mean they're the best teams, but they've been the healthiest. So give them their credit, and probably home court and all that meant more to them, to the Lakers and the Clippers. So I I don't think you and I are a stretch saying that the Lakers and Clippers, if they do meet in the first round, 
that could arguably be the two best teams in the Western Conference taking on each other. The scary parts, Lee, could be – and I'm just pulling a date out of the air. Let's say yeah. I got the, the Lakers schedule here coming up. Um, they've got Sacramento next on Friday. Toronto. Let's, let's say he plays Monday against Denver, okay? okay. Just, just pulling a date out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Or even the following Thursday against the Clippers. And he just doesn't look right. Then it's panic time. Then it's, uh-oh. Because I do expect him to come back and look a lot. I, I don't think his ramp-up time is going to be nearly as significant as AD's. And if all of a sudden you're into May 6th, May 9th against the Suns, mm-hmm. and he's still looking like he's trying to figure it out or try to get healthy or whatever it is, then I think there's some real concern about what happens in the first panic round. time. What are you talking about? I just spent an hour panicking in the post-game show after a loss to the Wizards. You want me to think that far? <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I can't. I just cannot get there. <laughs> Any Wizard game just really has a hard time of turning my crank. Alex it's Lynn, not a big Alex thing. Lynn went 7 of 13 from the field. 25 minutes, uh, Wait. 18 points, and nine rebounds. Wait, Anything else you need are, to you, know? are you telling me that Alex Lynn is a real person? I thought you were just making like it was one of those well, I mean, uh, it, video game guys that you create out of out of thin air. So He's far, a, he really played. So far, when we've done post game shows or we've done games after a post game show, three guys I've targeted so far. Do you know all three of them? Alex Lynn, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. <laughs> And oh shoot! Um, Yo, if, if if I tell you the next one, you're gonna hate yourself for not remembering it. Hit me, Taj Gibson. Taj, of course, <laughs> the guy that was uh, uh was it? He played at USC for 14 That's right. years. That's right. And then left the Trojans, went to the NBA. I believe I, I'm going off memory here, but I believe Taj Gibson is in his 47th year in the NBA right Taj now. Taj Gibson was drafted in '81. <laughs> he was drafted <laughs> in '81 from USC. Yeah, he was teammates with Paul Westfall and uh, Tom Selleck. I think that's right. I'd have to go back and check my USC history, but I think that is absolutely right. All right, Dodgers finally got back on the right side of things, but we saw the same old problem again pop up right up until that that eighth inning. I'll tell you what that is coming up in just a little bit. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Slee, before we get to a phone call coming up here in a little bit, I know you were doing uh, Lakers, t- uh, not Lakers talk, Lakers postgame show. Yep. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see. Did you see Bryce Harper get hit in the face with a pitch tonight? On Twitter, all I saw was, um, it just said, it was a still picture, and it said Bryce Hopper hit in the face by a 90-something mile per hour fastball. So what I decided... 97... 97- 97 right in the face and it wasn't one of those like he got his elbow up and it deflected and hit him it was 
a 97 mile an hour fastball oh to gosh. the face, like right in that area, but right before you, where your nose and your lip is, right between your upper lip, like right there, off to the side, and it was terrifying. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, when I saw that on Twitter, that's all I needed to see. Michael and I have talked about this. Is it just me, or are there times where there's like the worst? You know, an injury, a bad injury, whatever the case, and they just keep replaying it. I'm like, why are you guys replaying it? We don't need to see it over. I don't need a slow motion and show it from a fourth different angle. I'm good. No, no, I, I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, that's the last time I need to. Did you? Well, speaking of what you're yeah. talking about, no, the didn't, the didn't uh, UFC it. event. Mm-mm. Oh my, my my son, my older one's like, did you see the the guy break his leg? On I'm like, no. He goes, do you want to see it? I'm like, no. Of course I don't want to see it. No, no. Why would why would anyone want to hear that i uh read about it that's enough like i i, I don't need that's to say anything else more than enough. you got these more networks showing 13 different angles you see where it cra- <laughs> if you just take a look from here i'm like no i don't want to take a look from <laughs> if here. if you look really closely <laughs> you can actually see the bones pause it pause it right no, here no, no, no thank you no thank you i'm good all right um Let's take our first phone call of the night, 877-710-ESPN. And, and Slee, you know this. It's really not a Travis and Slee show no, no, no. if we don't hear from our guy, Manuel. Manuel, what's going on tonight? Oh, man, the West Coast National Liaison. That's what I'm talking about, National yeah. Trav, National Trav. Thank you. ESPN's own with Jay Moore, sports alumnus Greg Bergman running the board <laughs> so there's no flaws. <laughs> My folks, how the hell are you guys? Well, uh, man, while we're doing good, I will say that uh, Travis a little bit earlier today said, hey, man, I need a cup of coffee. Why don't you figure it out and figure out a way to get me a cup of coffee? Because, you know, he's doing national shows on the side now. So you know how that goes. You know how that goes, man. All right. I think I'm doing this on the side. I drink coffee. It's like Travis used to say in the morning show, black black you know what i mean and you gotta go that way man or else you might get the diabetes but uh hey you know what laker fans laker nation please calm it man jay in la said it best earlier i mean i don't know if you guys know and sleep please tell me you're not part of this okay what do we got i mean it hasn't started the Lakers season the real Lakers season okay and he also made a good point the Clippers, man, the Clippers are the Clippers, bro. I don't care what round we see them in. They have to win. It's like San Diego and the Dodgers. It doesn't matter April. It doesn't matter May. Like, hey, like Steinbrenner gloss Dave Winfield back in the day. Mr. Mr. May. May. But it's all yeah. about Mr. October, Reggie Jackson, because that's when the bills are paid. That's when the statues are carved. That's when the Hall of Fame plaques are put together in the postseason, gentlemen. So, hey, just calm it. Relax. And, fellas, the nighttime spectacular is what else, man? Fantabulously spectacular. Chris (laughs) Morales, keep it, man. Hey, love you guys. ESPN 710 holding it down, baby. Thank Thank you, man. Well, very, very much appreciated. First first of all, no, he came out firing. He I mean, did. That, he, that's he, a lot of. He, he has a lot of good, st- like his rhythm, his delivery. Yeah, if well, there's other callers out there, had, I mean, just kind of take some notes. Slee, he's had reps. I'm sure. Manuel, he has. Manuel yeah, has I'm got sure the has. reps in. First of all, he brought up one of my all-time favorite derisive nicknames, Mister May, which was just 
brutal to Dave Winfield back in the day. Just absolutely brutal. Here's the thing. I'm a Laker fan. I think, Slee, you obviously are a Laker fan, and probably the vast majority of people that are listening to us are Laker fans. Just saying the Clippers are the Clippers does not mean they're not going to win eventually. I, I, I mean, I just did it last segment. I get that they have a history. I'm one of these people that they need to show me that they can do it. Sure. They need to prove to me that they can do it. They have very good players. They have a very competent coach in Ty Lu. They're going to be a tough out. Not that they're not beatable, but just this idea that they're just going to crater because it says Clippers on the front of their jersey. Paul George, maybe. The rest of them, I don't know. Yeah, um, no, they may crater. I mean, that could happen <laughs> just simply because it says Clippers on the front of their chest. Uh, I had a caller call in to the postgame show. It was actually a Clippers fan, and he said, um, we'll br- bring on the Lakers in the first round. And I was trying to tell the guy, I'm like, eh, you don't want to do that. Nobody wants – why would you want to play – if you're any team out there – Can I make a case, Lee? Why would you want to play the Lakers in the first round? Let's hear it. What's your case? Because that's your best chance to beat them. If they get through the first round and they're rolling, LeBron starts to find his rhythm and AD starts to find his rhythm. So catch them off guard a little. Your best chance to beat them might be in the first round because if they get to the conference finals, if they've already gone through two other opponents and they've found their rhythm and they've found their rotations and everybody's in a good spot, it's like anything else. It's I'm going to go back to my sport, baseball. Mm -hmm. If you're going to beat Clayton Kershaw or Walker Buehler or one of those guys, you better get them in the first inning or two Mm. because if they they settle into that Start getting in that rhythm, confidence. through, yeah. Those guys start to just groove, and that's it. And I think that there's something similar. If you're going to beat them, mm-hmm. you need to beat them in that first round. I think if they get through there, they're going to be, a, I don't want to say impossible to beat, but far more difficult to beat. Whereas, because keep in mind, every day, right now, this right, say LeBron comes back uh, this weekend, it's 10 games to get back into it. Every game goes by, it's 9, 8, 7, right on down the line. So he's not going to have a ton of time to get going. I don't think I'm as concerned on that person, but I get the case you're trying to make. I mean, I, I still think if I'm the Clippers, I'd rather have the Lakers um, later on, and it's not necessarily because of the Lakers. It's because you also haven't seen this Clippers team play a ton together. Rondo just got there recently. I mean, so it's not like they have a perfect roster, but we'll see how I play. Trav, it may be one of those things. It might just be inevitable. We might finally get it. And we might yeah. get it in the first round. And if we do, is what it is. We'll uh, we'll, we'll take our chances. Somebody's going to be talking a bunch of mess afterwards, regardless of what happens. You know, the Lakers will downplay it, but Laker fans will. It, Laker revel fans, in it. Laker fans, I think will just run their mouth saying, "What would you expect?" Right. Um, Clippers, I don't know what all nine of them would do. I really don't. But there could be. <laughs> I do. There could they be, would throw a party like they just won the NBA championship. But you know what? But and to, then they but lose to, be, to Phoenix. But. <laughs> That's, 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 that's what the funny they would part. Do. What they should do if that were to happen is not say anything and try to freaking pay attention to the rest of the playoffs, but they won't. No, absolutely not. All right, Slee, so the Dodgers scored eight runs today. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have the same. They got eight runs, but six of them came in the eighth inning. They beat up on one of the bullpen guys, uh, Romano, today. Mm-hmm. And, look, the Dodgers are going to score. They're going to find ways to score. But right now, they just can't get anything going. And they're lining no Corey Seager today. They only had one hit past the fourth inning until that eighth inning explosion. Mm-hmm. They are ice cold right now. All right, so here's a question I got for you. Um, so this was a three-game set against the Reds, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so here the Dodgers are, 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. I'm I'm always curious with you because I'll use the Lakers as an example. You were just saying that. I, okay, does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Um, Dodgers got – they're beat up, so it's not like they're 100% healthy. 
But listen, I think it's fair to say whether they're perfectly healthy or not, they're three and seven in their last ten games. Mm-hmm. What's what's is there something happening now that you think will be an issue down the road? Um, th- there's one thing that could be an issue down the road. It's and it's not the offense. The offense. Th- this is one of those classic things in baseball where a really good team just goes a week and they just can't score runs. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not unprecedented. It's it's fine. It's mm-hmm. they, they will be fine. They're cold right now. Mookie's cold. Turner Turner hit a home run today. He's a, Seager's cold. Bellinger's not around. They'll score runs. The part of this that has me worried, and it was a little bit of a high wire act today, but not not nothing crazy, is the bullpen because Clayton Kershaw yeah. was basically perfect through four innings, or excuse me, through seven innings, four hits in seven innings. He strikes out eight. He only walks one. Doesn't give up any runs. Blake Trinan comes in and strikes out the side, hmm. but struggles while he does it. There's traffic on the bases. He's having trouble locating some of his pitches, and we've seen him. Last year, he was kind of all over the place. Now, he was really good in the World Series. He had a great groove going there, and then they brought in Clevenger, who got hit with a line drive, so he had to leave the game. Then they brought in Dennis Santana, who pitched for the third day in a row. I think he's pitched in 48 games so far this year, and they've only played 20. I mean, he, he pitches every single <laughs> night. The dude's like plastic man. He's, he's just he's unbelievable, mm-hmm. but when that bullpen gate swings open, there's exactly one guy right now. I'm like, okay, cool. I want he's the guy, and that's Victor Gonzalez. He's the only one that comes out, and you're like, okay, cool. He 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 will hold it down. The rest of the guys, like David Price, is hurt. Clevenger got hit today. Jansen is kind of a crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get. That's the one part to me that I'm looking at a little more closely. We'll see when Kelly comes back. We'll see when Gonsolin comes back. We'll see if they maybe go and bring up some of those other minor league guys. But that's the point to me, Slee, that I think that's like, okay, that's not where every their offense, their starting pitching, all of that stuff is like a 10 out of 10, and their bullpen's like a 5 out of 10. I feel like these first you know couple of months of the season, uh, not just for the Dodgers, but for any team, but specifically the Dodgers. I think the first couple of months of the season, you'll find what those holes are. We know there's not going to be many holes that the Dodgers have. And if there's, you know, I, I think they'll obviously come to a point where, okay, what do we need to address? And they'll address it, Trav. And I, and I think like you mentioned, they have so many they have so many guys out that it's tough to really know, okay, is this something that is going to hurt us two, three months from now? Or do we just got to get healthy? And that's it, and that's going to solve itself. But even with all that said, you know, you still got them. What are they now? Uh, sixteen and nine, or something along those 16 lines. Sixteen and nine, right? 16 and nine. Actually, what's surprising? How about the NL West? All of a sudden, you got Padres sitting. Um, at least last I checked, Giants were in second, D-backs mm-hmm. were in third, and Padres were in fourth. Yeah, pa- Padres are the second best team in that division. The, mm-hmm. the Padres have had a. Weird, they've been really good against the Dodgers and not so good against anybody else. They're a good team. They're they're going to be there at the end. The Padres will be in second place. The D-backs and the Giants maybe can grab one of those other wild card spots, but I don't see that happening. Um, I was just going to actually say, are Giant were Giants supposed to be good this year no. or, or not really? No, they're yeah. they're they're over their skis a little bit right. Now. Look, th- this just like good teams get off to bad starts. Sometimes bad teams get off to a good. So look at last sure. year with the Marlins. The Marlins got in the playoffs because it was a sixty game season. Hmm. Right, they were only about 500, and they got in and beat somebody in that first round. It's just mm. baseball's weird like that. You're going to have a team that's average—I won't say bad, but average—that wins about half their games or so through the first 50, and you're thinking, "Hey, maybe they're good," and then the world just comes back to normal all over again. So you got—if uh, I'm right here—so you do your 5 a.m. show tomorrow, yeah, or you do 5 a.m. and then you're also doing what Kirk, you guys are doing a little draft special here. 9 to 11 tomorrow morning. Yeah, no no greenie tomorrow. Kirk and I are going to do uh, a draft show. We'll talk about the Rams and the Chargers, the Raiders, and just about everybody. How about this, Travis? Got a day off tomorrow. 
How about what? that? A random Thursday. You should come in and do a little draft show with me and Kirk. You yeah, should probably make that happen. Definitely think you guys are okay. Definitely right. think you guys will be okay on that. Y- you know what we do in the last segment on this show. That, of course, is the dump. But let me tell yep. you first that Andy the Destroyer Ruiz Jr. and Chris the Nightmare Areola, arguably the two best Mexican heavyweights in boxing history, they square off in the Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view main event this Saturday. And next segment, I'm going to tell you when to call, and you get a chance to get a code to watch it for free. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Every time. Now, Every time with Chris. Every time. <laughs> Had you known what Chris and I were texting each other about about two hours ago, that would be even funnier than you think it is right now. Take a now. screenshot. Throw it up on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm not screenshotting that anyway. On I, Instagram. I deleted it as soon as it came in. All right, right now, caller number seven. If you were caller number seven, 877-710-ESPN, you can win a code to see Andy the Destroyer Ruiz and Chris the Nightmare Areola on Saturday. It is a heavyweight fight on the Fox Sports BBC pay-per-view main event. The all-Mexican boxing extravaganza begins at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, and is priced at $49.99. You can buy the pay-per-view on foxsports.com slash PPV and watch on any screen. But if you're caller number seven, Slee, you get to watch it for free. You There's know, something uh, about having people over and watching a fight. Too. Let me that tell you something. Fun. Let me tell you something. How does this always happen? We always end up doing this on the station. We give away all these cool things, all these great little things. And then, you know, Trav, I, I'm always left out in the... Uh, Left out on the uh, in the cold here. Yeah, you don't get the code. No, I don't get anything. <laughs> get no giveaway. All right, eight seven 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 ten ESPN seventh caller. You get a fantastic uh, opportunity to watch this fight. The only reason to be in radio is free stuff, right? That's right. The whole so what point. if you're not getting the free stuff? <laughs> then what? go find something else to do, right? <laughs> go find another way to make a buck along. I always, thought, All right, let's start with I always this. thought I could be a mechanic, a really good mechanic. But no, we've we already talked, talked about, about that. that. Yeah, we Your did. flugel yeah. binders are broken. You should get those fixed. <laughs> Give me the term one more time that you Flux capacitor? <laughs> or the flugel binders? Or the uh, dot matrix wiggly wangs. Uh, all, Trav, the coffee machine's not working. Uh, it's the wiggly wangs. It's the flux got- capacitor. Wait, wait. I thought, Trav, I thought you said that for the washer, and I believe you also said that for your tires. It's all ball bearings nowadays, Lee. Just, just trust me on this. I know what I'm talking about. So happy birthday today to John Daly, mm. who turns 55 years old, Slee. John Daly was took the golf world by storm a million years ago and nearly died 100 times along the Jesus. way, but he's still with us at 55. One thing I will say about him, uh, there are certain type of body types that I shoot to be, and he's the closest thing I'm coming to. He's the closest <laughs> thing I'm coming to. Well, he, you know what? So there's been a couple of different um, moments in John Daly's life where he's yeah. lost weight, right? Doesn't doesn't last long, but he has had moments where he's – I think he got that – uh, that surgery too, where they remove your stomach and mm. just tie your throat to the the exit. All natural. The, it's I, organic. I'm, it's I'm organic. I'm not a doctor. I don't know exactly how it's done, but I think that's right. Um, <laughs> no, it sounded it. It sounded like if you had your own company, that's what you were doing. That's what you'd put on the front of the website. We just explain. tie your stomach to the exit point. <laughs> when you're it funny. says about us, it's just your description. <laughs> <laughs> not really a doctor, but this is close enough. Trust us. Um, and he he always looked odd when he wasn't a little heavy. He looks like himself when he's a little heavy. He had a good uh, interview. Graham Bensinger. Bensinger. Yeah, I think no, that's Graham. how you pronounce it. All right, so um, watching one of those clips, and he talked about what he'd eat in a day. He talked about he'd play his best golf when he was most intoxicated. You know, like mm-hmm. all that stuff that – what a – what an interesting dude. Let's just put it that way. So he came to do the show one time when I was working for Jim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we were on at 9 o'clock, and he was, like, right out of the gate. So he showed up at, like, 8.45. In the came morning. in we studio? 
Uh, yeah. Wow. So okay. we would we would send a car to pick guys up, mm-hmm. right? And so we sent the car to get JD, and very excited to do this. And I would always go down. I'd you know be on the phone with the the driver, and they say, okay, we're getting close. So I would go down and meet them and walk yep. them up to the studio. And I get to get there. Here comes the the car. It's pulling around. Back door opens up, and he's in full John Daly regalia, right? He he's got his face on. He's got his mullet on. He's just it's there. There's mm. not another person in the world that this could be. He's got his wife at the time. I don't know. He's been married multiple times. I don't know which version of the wife it was. Mm-hmm. He's got a cigarette in one hand. He's got a diet coke in another, and he's got like this bag that he had stopped at the grocery store. Filled with chocolate chip muffins. There had to have been a half a dozen of them in there. And he proceeded to drink no fewer than four or five Diet Cokes and eat the entire bag of muffins in the 45 minutes he was on the air with us. And did a great interview, by the way. I want to say in the interview, he talked about, I think, 15 Diet Cokes a day or something yeah. like that. It would take multiple trips to McDonald's. Uh, yeah, that's... Listen, I mean... I'm just saying, if you want... For those who are looking for a role model, you want somebody to look up to, Mr. John Daly himself. I mean, let's just say that dude has lived a uh, he's lived a full life at age fifty five. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a there's a few things in there for sure. All right, it's also a fortieth birthday for Jessica Alba, and okay. I was trying to think, Slee, why do I know? Who, I know she's beautiful, and I know she's an actress, but I don't know what I've actually ever seen her in. What do what do I know her from? Why do I why am I aware of Jessica Alba? What was she in? Um. Do you know? I have to look back and see because I'm not going to say it off the top of my head. But we all know Jessica Alba. How come we don't know? There's got to be one movie that we all go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the I, one. I don't, can't think of it, though. She, we know her. I got one. Be- what do you go, got? What is it, Laura? Honey. Yeah. Is it Honey? <laughs> yeah. by, honey. The, by the way, it is Honey, but I didn't see it. I, I'm not I've, surprised. I have not heard of Honey until you just mentioned it, oh. Laura. Wait, I but know that, there was as- a bigger movie. What, what, what do we know her? Wasn't she in... Um, Little, uh, what's it called, uh, with De Niro and Robert De Niro and, um, why am I forgetting? She's hot. She's beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's beautiful, and she was one of Derek Jeter's girlfriends for a while. That's probably how I'm aware of her, is because Jeter had Ben that Stiller and Robert De Niro, Little, uh, Little Falkers, right? Oh, you guys see, remember okay, that? Like, well, what was the first one called? <laughs> Meet the Parents? Meet the Parents was funny. And then the other, the series of Fokker movies that came out after no, that no, 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 were no, not particularly no, no, great. No, 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 That was, what, what was that, the third one or second one or something like that? Yeah, I'm going through her IMDb page right here, guys. Uh, Dark Angel. That's the show I was trying to come up with. That was a TV. Okay, I know. I think I remember that. Do you know who Fantastic else's birthday? Fantastic Four. Do you know That's who, the one Do you know I'm who else's of. birthday who's uh, prettier than uh, her? Hmm. Penelope Cruz. Yeah, there you go. It's a good day. She's a, a day she's a different level. She's a different yeah, but level. She's, but Penelope Cruz has been in like movies. Yeah, no, <laughs> you no, know, she's, movies that yeah. that we've seen. Yeah, that, that makes more sense than uh, the rest of this stuff. All right, so let's see what else we got here in the dump. Um, did you see? Did you see the uh, Doctor J? Doctor J just, just refusing, say. refusing to put LBJ and not putting Michael in the first team. He didn't What's not going only on? Not have Michael or LeBron on the first team. He didn't have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the first team. What are we doing here? Well, we're doing exactly what he was hoping he would accomplish. Mm-hmm. That we're saying the words "Dr. J" out loud on the radio for the first time in 20 years. Dr. J was a great player, but Dr. J's ability to evaluate the history of the NBA is way. No, it the sounded mark. bitter. It sounded bitter. It was the. It was the. You know, a player took control and. He put together the roster. The team didn't. That's a super team. I don't know what you were watching in the 80s, but weren't those all super teams? I was going to say, 
the Lakers had three Hall of Famers. The Celtics had multiple Hall of Famers. The Sixers had multiple the Hall Pistons, of Famers. The, the Bulls, Pistons, the Bulls. I mean, multiple. just what, what, <laughs> you literally have not had an era with more Hall of Famers that were all winning championships at the same time. I was going to say, and this idea, that what difference does it make who puts it together? Why is it more offensive that LeBron James is the architect of a dynasty, whereas if Jerry West does it, it's wait okay? Wait a minute, wait what's a minute. Tra- Trav, what do you mean what's the difference? The difference is... You should respect and appreciate what LeBron James, because even as a player, he was put on a GM role. I, <laughs> exactly. Honestly, think about that. You you should be giving the dude more credit for figuring it out. Where were the Lakers before LeBron got here? They were bad. They were picking second in the draft every year. All right, and now where are they? They got a chance to go back-to-back. How do you mm-hmm. not have LeBron freaking James in your top two all-NBA teams? You know what's crazy about Dr. J's thing, too, Slee? It's he's not even a good troll, and here's why. Because if you want to troll LeBron, there, there's look, there are people that have made a living off of that, as mm-hmm. we well know. But if you want to troll LeBron, you have to put Michael on the first team. You have to put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the first team because mm-hmm. those are the only other two acceptable answers as to best player ever. And then if you leave LeBron off, then it's like, well, he got the other two guys. What does he know about? But when you leave them all off the first team, you just sound ridiculous. Yeah, I, was, uh, I wanted Michael's thoughts on this because he's coming from that era. Right. And Michael said that, yeah, there are definitely some older people that are not happy with the way some players took control of their careers. He even said, it. I mean, Dr. J literally said that he put that, the fact that he put those teams together. All right, Slee, we are off until next Wednesday, one week from tonight, another edition of Travis and Slee. Lots of Laker and Dodger games in between there. We'll break it all down for you. We'll see you next Wednesday on Travis and Slee.